Hello, this is Josh Gondelman. No, I'm sorry, I'm Josh Gondelman, and this is Make My Day, a comedy game show. The world is a stressful place to live, and so every week we try to make it on the show a, a little bit nicer, a little kinder for about a half an hour. I play a game with one contestant uh, who's guaranteed to win because they're the only one playing. And as we go along through the game that I've invented for them, I assign them points based on how much their answers cheer me up. The winner, and again, only contestant, uh, wins a $100 donation or contribution to the charity or cause of their choice. And then at the end, each of us gives a pep talk to a person or a group that we think deserve it this week, uh, because this isn't all about me. It's just mostly about me. Uh, today's guest is a singer and guitar player in Charlie Bliss, which is one of my very favorite bands. Please welcome to the show, Eva Hendricks. Hi, Eva. Hi, I'm so excited to be here, Josh. I'm so excited you're here. It's so nice to see you. It's so nice to see you too. I have to say quickly, you have one of my favorite speaking voices of all time. Oh my gosh, so thank you. It's just a total pleasure to get to listen to talk to you talking. That today. is so kind of you to say, especially because like you are one of my favorite uh, musical vocalists. Oh, thank you. Well, You're welcome. This is going to be a good day. We'll have a nice time. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, and so to set the stage, you are, you've been overseas for a year. Yeah, I've been overseas for a year. I came to Australia to visit my boyfriend and thought I was coming for six weeks um, back in March 2020. And then, yeah, obviously that is not what happened. I have stayed here since then. This brings us right to this week's game, which is called All the Small Things. Eva, you've been living in Australia for the past year, as you said, I can imagine there are important people and experiences you miss a lot. You mentioned your family, having a, a place of your own, working with the band in person. Today, though, I'm going to ask you a series of questions about the little picky things you miss about life in the United States. As always, I will judge your answers based on accuracy, creativity, and how much they delight me specifically. Eva Hendricks, are you ready to play All the Small Things? I'm so ready. Perfect. First question, what is a specific food item or beverage that you can't wait to eat or drink on your next trip back to the States? Okay, food item, this is a slam dunk. I miss shitty pizza. I miss, um, I miss greasy orange mm -hmm. pizza uh, <laughs> because there's, there's delicious gourmet pizza here. It's very much like in the, like, like a Roberta's realm and that's great. And sure. Love that. I miss like we, in Charlie Bliss, we refer to this as cartoon pizza. It's like pizza mm -hmm. where the cheese is just kind of like <laughs> dripping off. It's like. Toxic. Right. Like the Ninja like, Turtles eat. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. There's also um in a Goofy movie. <laughs> Do you sure. Yeah. There's a great, there's a great cartoon pizza in a Goofy movie. And yeah, I, I miss like that type of just like shitty dollar slice pizza very much. And then the other thing is seltzer. I miss seltzer so much. It just has not made it over here in the way that it has in the U.S. with so many different, you know, LaCroix and like, and Spindrift mm -hmm. and everything is amazing. And I was so spoiled for choice with flavors. There is really nothing like that happening here. And it's not called seltzer either. No one knows what I'm saying when I say that. <laughs> what do they, they just call it, they just call it, uh, they call fizzy it water. water? Oh, fizzy water. Okay. <laughs> I just know a little bit about Australia and assumed. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Fair assumption. Normally, it's just like you can assume that if you add like a Y or an IE at the end of anything, it's probably like what they've nicknamed it. So yeah, like fizzy water, soda water. That's like a very high school way of nicknaming. You just like, you take <gasps> you take an adjective, you put it on the name, where it's like, that's tall Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That's, that's like how everything works here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, amazing. Man, I, there's so many, I feel like in New York and, and like on the Northeast, there's just the, the seltzer options are so plentiful and you've got so many different brands, so many different flavors. And then like, as you leave, even in the U S I don't know if I, I imagine you've experienced this, you like the, um, like, uh, highway rest stops will have like fewer and fewer seltzer options even. Oh, it is so dark on tour. We always know when we're leaving seltzer territory. Like there's mm-hmm. a whole chunk of the country where it's like, <laughs> you're not getting it. It's not, nope. it's not it's, you can't expect it. Historically, like on tour, one of our best seltzer moments came when we thought we were in a part of the country that had no seltzer. We were mm-hmm. in Texas. But then what we didn't know was Topo Chico was in Topo Texas. Chico. The best seltzer, the seltzer mecca, the best the world has to offer. And we were so hungover and we rolled into a gas station just thinking like, oh, we don't even expect it. It's not here. It's not here. And then it was there and it was better than we could have ever Topo Chico is so good. Um, my friend Jill Twist, who's been on the show in the past, who's wonderful, told me that she, that the legend of Topo Chico is such that you can leave it open on like your kitchen table overnight and then in the next morning the next morning it won't even be flat. I believe that and I have tried yeah. that in the van. I have mm-hmm. done that in the van. I've accidentally left Topo Chico open in the van all night, come back, had a sip. It's still delish. Those that's bubbles like that's magic. a Texas Hanukkah miracle. That's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> it really is. When we talk about bubble density, that's what we want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want a bubble, a bubble that stays in like it's like it's looking out for your life, like it's keeping yeah. watch, <laughs> like it's keeping watch over an ailing relative. Yes, exactly, exactly. I want that commitment or nothing, which is why Pellegrino is the worst carbonated beverage on the market. I I like have vague distrust of anyone who who loves Pellegrino the most out of all the carbonated water mm-hmm. options. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Pellegrino bubbles seem like they're waiting to get out, like like it's the last day of school. <laughs> yes, they're like dying breath. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. They're, they're, like, <laughs> 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 That's exactly <laughs> Just like, it's, d- tell your mother I loved her. <laughs> and, that's like, and that's like you opening the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> from there it's like it's just death yeah it just it just whispers when you open if you, this yeah. is true if you hold a bottle of Pellegrino uh, to your ear as you open it it says tell Deborah I'm sorry <laughs> and then <laughs> and that's it exactly <laughs> amazing answers I, I hope that you are able to to get your hands on some gre- good greasy pizza and some um, some bubbly dew water <laughs> 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 these answers are these answers are worth uh, 199 points. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's $1.99, which is about how much a house costs. <laughs> a house seltzer. A house seltzer house. 
seltzer. Next question. You haven't played a live show with Charlie Bliss in over a year. Um, what is the littlest thing about touring that you miss? Like, obviously not, like, the camaraderie and the the ba- your bandmates and the, the sh- playing the shows. What's, like, a little thing from tour that you're like, oh, I want this back? Okay. So after every show, um, like, in the past couple, like, because we've been a band for such a long time. And at the very mm-hmm. beginning, um, when our band started, there were so many years where we couldn't afford hotel rooms um, and we would sleep on people's floors and stuff. But in the past like year or two, we've finally been able to start affording uh, shitty, shitty hotel rooms. And so we, when we play a show and when we get back to the hotel, at the very end of the night, we're all exhausted and kind of like loopy. Um, and we watch, we have developed an affinity for terrible cable television. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, there's a TV show called Forged in Fire. Oh, yeah, which, sure. <laughs> you, do you know about Forged in Fire? Y- yeah, please tell <laughs> the listeners that. I'm just realizing that I don't know that I have the vocabulary to accurately explain what this show is, but I'm I think try. that's even better because I want to hear like an interpret <laughs> this interpretation, whatever, however it comes out. I know, like filter of what I think <laughs> Forged in Fire is. It is a TV show. It's basically like chopped, but for people making uh, swords, making <laughs> weapons. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, I knives, think. Knives, swords, blades. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's just one guy listening that's like, uh, they fall under the umbrella of blades. <laughs> it's knives and swords. <laughs> the sword community is going to be coming for me after this. Oh, interview. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got a bunch of swordsmen that listen. <laughs> <laughs> the bladesmiths. The bladesmiths Blades are not going to let me go after uh, this. But yeah, but we but we watch this show and we we love it. And basically, I always I always come in so hot and I'm like, I, yeah, I'm ready to watch anything. And and we get all set up in front of like in front of a TV. The four of us were all exhausted, and I fall asleep within thirty seconds of anyone putting a television <laughs> on in front of me. But instead of just accepting that I've fallen asleep, I keep like waking up and I'll do this thing. I do this thing where I, I, to convince everyone that I haven't fallen asleep, I start pumping my fist. Like, half the <laughs> and everyone's like, Eva, just go to bed. Now, so, psych- sorry, just a quick interruption. The psychological <laughs> drive behind the fist pumping, are, what are you fist pumping at? Are you like, forge that fire? Like, is that, <laughs> okay, the so idea. you're cheering. Like, I've been watching, I love this. Yes, I'm fist yeah. pumping. You guys, I'm yeah. still here. And they're like, You've been snoring and Mm -hmm. (laughs) drooling for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I miss that. And and for whatever reason, like when someone catches you asleep, it's so humiliating for reasons I can't put my finger on. I know. And even like, these are like my three closest friends like in the world. Like, you know, I, I, my brother and two of my Mm -hmm. best friends from high school are the other members of Charlie Bliss. And, and, and there's nothing embarrassing about them seeing me asleep. We've all seen each other sleep. But for some reason, the like defensiveness that comes along with falling asleep in front of people, like having to prove that you didn't do it. I turned into like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas. (laughs) Just like, what do you mean I was asleep? Asleep how? Asleep no. like your foot's asleep? Yeah. <laughs> Just like... Um, I think I would know. I knew, okay? <laughs> I would know if I was sleeping. So don't I, tell me. Because I was the one that was asleep, <laughs> but I wasn't asleep because I would have known if I was. <laughs> That's every time. Every time anyone like... And I, I'm going to say accuses me of being asleep, which isn't even what it is. It just notices that I've been but asleep. It feels accusatory. It feels accusatory. Moment. 
no doubt. If you talk to anyone who's ever lived with me, I've never admitted to being asleep in my life. (laughs) Zero minutes of sleep, lifetime. That's me. (laughs) Constant vigilance. Constant Constant. vigilance, like the Topo Chico bubbles. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm wide awake, okay? Wide awake. I'll be here tomorrow morning on the counter. (laughs) Bubbly. You are you are the human embodiment of Topo Chico. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah, you are. This answer, all of it, this is worth 350 points. <laughs> Yay! Next question. What is an object from home that you wish you had with you where you are now? There's a lot of things I could think of. Like, you know, I mm. packed for six weeks thinking, yeah, I was coming for six weeks. I had not like, even considered that. Yeah, I... I yeah, exactly. So I, and also like there, so, you know, I don't have like winter clothes, not that like winter in Australia is really much of anything, but sometimes it does get a bit windy and chilly down here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, so I didn't bring that. I didn't bring like, I didn't bring my Doc Martin boost, which I normally mm-hmm. wear every day. So I feel like a different person, but ultimately like the number one object that I wish that I had and I don't know if this technically counts, but would be my niece. My brother had, Aww. and his girlfriend had a baby just before uh, I left here. And I was planning, I was living with them at the time. I was supposed to be like the live-in nanny helper. And I've just like completely shirked my duties. So yeah, she's if the, the show object. The Nanny... <laughs> If the show The Nanny had started like this, where it's like the baby is born and then the nanny immediately moves to Australia, it would be a very different show. Very different show. I, I know. I'm like, I'm the worst nanny ever. I've completely, mm-hmm. yeah, fucked up this opportunity. So <laughs> I'm missing her like crazy. And she's the number one. She's the number one thing. This answer is worth 200 points because a baby is like a 200% different person after you. <laughs> I love that reasoning. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Next question. Which American accent or slang term do you miss hearing or getting to use the most? Okay. I have a lot of thoughts here. Um, Mm -hmm. The number one thing that I miss, it's it's kind of more like like a conversational tendency, is in America, or at least, and tell me if you think, that this is true. But but okay. in America, I feel like, especially in the Northeast, it's very common and it's a sign of how much you like someone and love talking with them to talk over each other out of total excitement. To like, just to be like, oh no, you said this thing and then I said this thing and like, oh, like whatever. For sure. Absolutely. And I don't know if that's like Jewish American, Italian American, Northeast American, like what, what that is or if it's just like Americans are inconsiderate and love to like jump all over each other. Mm-hmm. But that's less of a thing here. And I find myself a lot of the time having to, like, I mean it as a display of how much I'm loving the conversation that sure. we're, like, bouncing off of each other. But I feel like here it kind of is received as interrupting someone. And I feel and then I, <laughs> I feel, like, very conscious of it. So I try really hard to be like, wait my turn. And I miss oh. that just, like, screaming, uh, yeah, being loud, <laughs> talking over each other. I love that. Yeah, it feels like it's like such an exciting, exhilarating conversation when you're like back and forth. And then you have to be like, hold on, I got to stop so I can hear you. And then I'll, I'll tell you my thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, the yeah, best. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And I and I really, really miss that. And, and it's funny, like just in general, like I do feel like um, 
because my accent here stands out so much and people mm-hmm. are immediately like, oh, where are you from? Like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> like, sure. Yeah, like, I feel like such a... Um, I feel like it's weirdly made me feel more American than I've ever felt in my life, which at a time when, like, I'm not especially proud to be from Mm -hmm. America (laughs) is kind of interesting. But there are certain cultural things that I really have become, like, um, almost, like, belligerently proud of. Like, I I feel (laughs) like like, my, my, like, Italian-American heritage and, like, Jewish heritage, I feel so, like, I just have become so aggressive and, like, pushing it on everyone. Like, like, you know, the Lady Gaga thing of, like, I'm Italian. Like, you know, she's, like, always, like, telling everyone, shoving it in their face. I feel like I've become that now. Mm -hmm. But being like, "Mm." and and in New York, um, the pizza's (laughs) like this and we don't do that. And and everyone's like, shut the... Uh, but uh, yeah, I can't we know help it. you. You eat carbonated pizza at every yeah, meal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't give us the bubble speech again. <laughs> <laughs> we get it. Um, in America, everything's just tingly and greasy. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I found myself like giving an impassioned speech recently about how the garbage on the street in America and how the, in, in New York, in New York specifically, yeah. like like just how there's just garbage on the street all of the time and how that is actually incredible. And I, I yeah. knew I was losing the argument, but I but it was but I that I is meant, a tough I felt sell. sentimental for it. Yeah. It's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. This interaction of like, what do you miss about America? Well, shouting in garbage. <laughs> but- <laughs> Exactly. exactly. International listeners are like, I'm right to never go there. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. It's an, it's an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, when I'm away, I mean, like, even here, I feel like, like, the way you're, like, more U.S. proud than you are when you're here, I'm more, like, Boston proud in New York so I'll be just be like, oh. ju- it'll just just be like, go socks. Are you shitting me, kid? And like, <laughs> <it's> just <laughs> like, super. Yeah, yeah it just like what comes just, out. What have I done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I I like get it. I I like fully it, like an accent stronger than I've ever had in my life just emerges from me. That's just like, are you serious, guy? And people are like, what is that? And it's just like, that's yes. just how you talk. That's who I am. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. That's who I am. That's who I am. I asked my friend Morgan recently, I was joking with her about like, you know, what's your catchphrase? Like, what's like mm-hmm. a thing you say all the time? And she's like, oh, well, we all know your catchphrase. I was like, what's my catchphrase? She's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> that's so funny. Wait, was this an Australian friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny that to her, you're just this ball of like, I'm walking over here. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which is in New York. Like I, like on the spectrum of like New York anger, like I am right. such like a cream puff. I don't even like, I don't even rate. I, I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, every once in a while, I'll get a little feisty if a cab mm-hmm. comes into, you know, the pedestrian lane. But, but I feel sure. like. I mean, ultimately, like, I'm so not there. But here, I'm, like, yeah, I'm perceived as, like, I'm walking here. Is is that John Gotti herself? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) This is an incredible answer. This is worth 212 points, 212, classic New York area code. I love it. Next question. What is a New York City inconvenience that you're kind of excited to experience again? The 8th Avenue L station. Also the ACE station. Yep. I hate 
that has always been my least favorite subway station. I just find that like when I'm like I, I'm, I'm some uncomfortable temperature always in that mm-hmm. subway station. It feels like an especially dirty subway station. Everything is very far apart. Um, you have to walk up that weird ramp thing or like a lot of stairs packed yep. in with lots of people. Creepy there's, statues. There's weird, there's creepy statues. That's exactly what I was about <laughs> was to say. Was that what you were about to say? Exactly, what are those statues? I don't care hate for them. them. I hate the way they look. I hate everything about those creepy little They statues. remind me of like when Dumbo gets wasted. You know how in that children's <laughs> yes. movie Dumbo, yes. the title character who's a child just gets fucked up? The, titu- the titular Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> just gets shit housed and then has this horrible hallucination. That's what those little statues remind me of. Of like the yes. boom, 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 boom. Yes, that's exactly it. It's like insult to injury in this terrible subway station. Yeah, I hate that subway station, but I miss it so much and can't mm-hmm. wait to just go there feeling very uncomfortable and just soak it all up. A great answer. This answer is worth. 168 points uh, for a different ACE station with an inconvenient <laughs> transfer up down. Nice. Yes, thank you. Final <laughs> question. What is a small thing that you're excited to bring home with you, whether it's an object, a concept, a practice? Like, what are you like, oh, I can't wait to reintroduce this little thing into my, my previous life? I think that when I first came here to Australia, um, there was really a part of me that thought that maybe I was, I really wanted to change a lot (laughs) through this experience. (laughs) I I really was like, I want to come back basically a different person. (laughs) You're going to like eat, pray, love. You're going to. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think I sort of, I, I just like, I think of myself as someone with a pretty high octane personality and presence, um, maybe even like more so than is actually true. But um, mm-hmm. but like when I like think of myself, I'm like, well, I'm so like all over the place and loud <laughs> and annoying and blah. Yeah, and I think <laughs> you I think sort of, of like, yourself as as walking over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And so and so, I think I sort of had this fantasy that I was going to move here and become like very chill. Like mm-hmm. I was going to be a totally different Eva. And the truth of it has been that I'm, you know, the the most boring conclusion ever that should be obvious <laughs> to everyone. But of course, you're the same wherever you go. And yep. like, the, I, I have found plenty of things to stress out about here and plenty of reasons to continue to be neurotic. When I go to the doctor here, they literally are like, whoa, where are you from? <laughs> where did you come from? Because I'm like, I, I just had this question about my prescription because I really don't understand it. And they're like, who are you? But so anyways, the truth is <laughs> I'm still exactly the same. And with that has come a lot of self-acceptance, I think. Like, I, I think oh. in a way I've sort of like been able to forgive myself and accept myself and love myself a lot more because I've sort of had to give up on this idea that there's this like, amazing, perfect, totally, like, you know, infallible version of myself that is hiding somewhere in some rare corner of the world. And instead, like, I'm kind of just really okay with who I am and, and feel, and feel really proud of who I am. So I think, I think that's been a really nice thing that I hope I can take home. That's so beautiful. People listening to this are going to be like, they're going (laughs) to feel like this is truly, that answer is truly going, like, 
everyone is going to love it and it will like touch so many hearts when they listen. Oh, thank you, Josh. Thank you. And it touched mine. Um, Yeah, that's just, it's really beautiful. I I think, I mean, this has got to be worth 500 points just for like an overwhelming sense of acceptance and love. I mean, what's better than that? That brings us to the end of our game of all the small things. Your final score is 1,627 points, the highest all-time score in Make My Day history. Eva Hendricks, how do you feel? I feel amazing. I feel untouchable. So happy, cheered up to the fullest extent. Thank you, me too. And as this week's winner, you win a $100 grand prize donation to the charity or cause of your choice. Where will the money be going? So my oldest brother, Andrew Hendricks, um, is a middle school English teacher in the South Bronx at a school called Mott Hall 3. And his students uh, recently read the book, The Omnivore's Dilemma, and are really interested in starting their own community garden. And uh, that is where the money is going to go. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I will 100% okay. I love that. (laughs) I think that that, that's so perfect. And and if it's if it's okay, I'll share that information with the listeners if they want to contribute as well. If not, then I'll just I'll I'll sneak it over there on my own. Yes, absolutely. And now for our final segment on today's show, the pep talks. Uh, each of us will give a pep talk to a person or group that we think needs or deserves it in this moment. Um, I'm gonna go first. My pep talk is for hometowns. It's tough to be a hometown. The people who stay with you demand that you evolve with the times, meeting unmet needs. And the people who leave and return for visits want you to stay the same forever, even the bad parts. I like the really bad parts. It's a constant tightrope walk between fixing the potholes, but never shutting down the terrible diner with awful food and worse service. And it must feel like you just can't win. Everybody wants you to be a different thing, and you are a different thing to everybody, but that's not on you, that's on them. For some people, you're a place to raise their kids. For other people, you're a place to be visited once or twice a year on the days of the absolute most infuriating highway and airport congestion. For others, you're a place to smoke weed in a parking lot until you turn 18. Uh, for And for still other people, you're just a memory, occasionally clouded over by all the parking lot weed smoking for 18 years. You're always going to, I mean, I guess not 18 years, you're probably going to start as a baby. Forget it. Don't You get what I mean, hometowns. You're always going to disappoint someone, whether it's because you aren't living up to their memories of you or you haven't yet lived up to what they see as your potential. All you can do is be the best you can be for the people who need you to be there for them. Although I swear, if one more independent ice cream shop where I'm from closes down to make way for an auto zone or something, I'm going to be furious and then find a different place to eat ice cream twice a year. <laughs> Eva, the floor is yours for a pep talk. Okay. If you are thinking of starting a band, you should do it. If you have ever even thought of writing a song or singing slash playing it in front of other human beings, I really want to encourage you to jump right in and go for it. The older I get, the more I realize that the moments in my life that seemed really embarrassing and like I was completely out of my depth were actually the moments I'm most proud of. The first time I showed a song I wrote to my lifelong collaborators, my older brother and two best friends from high school, I cannot believe the literal cojones it took to do that when I didn't know how to play guitar and had no reason to believe I could ever write anything worthy of someone's time. Everything that feels embarrassing in the moment is usually just great fodder for a funny story later. And the only career-related moments that I'm ashamed of are moments when I didn't go for something because I was too scared of being bad at it to just try. It's so wonderful to be bad at something. Beginner's mindset, 
is a magical and creative headspace that allows you to look at complicated situations with a fresh perspective. And anyone who scoffs at or discourages a beginner is really not worthy of your time or energy. Also, the feeling that you aren't qualified and don't deserve to pursue your dreams never goes away, so you may as well get better at talking yourself down from imposter syndrome straight away from the get-go. Side note, fuck imposter syndrome. If we all have imposter syndrome, which we do, that inherently negates the concept we can't all be imposters, <laughs> so I hereby declare that none of us are. Don't put pressure on yourself to be perfect or immediately think up songs and genres that no one's ever thought of before. The most beautiful thing about being alive is the possibility of infinite chances so long as you are lucky enough to stick around and go for it again. You do not have to be famous, you do not have to make a million dollars or even $12 to affirm this choice. The world needs you and I really believe the universe opens up when we are brave enough to grow into who we really want to be. If making music isn't your dream, I think we all have little dreams that we put off or shove to a corner because we're scared to discover that the little dream is even more out of reach than it is in our worst naked in front of the class nightmares. And all of these thoughts still apply. COVID has taught us that the world could change dramatically at any second, and I don't want you feeling silly because you didn't try everything you wanted to try. I am so lucky because of the people in my life who continue to give me this pep talk, and please allow me to be hopefully one of the many trusty pep talk givers for you. Go for it, you're brilliant, and I love you. Oh my goodness, that's so good. Holy shit, that's an all-time classic. Aww. Immediately, five mics in the source pep talk. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's perfect. I feel like this podcast, people are going to start so many bands from, and I'm so excited. Eva Hendricks, this has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for, for appearing on the show. You are this week's champion. Where can people find you and your work if, if, you, if they're looking for you? Oh, just look up Charlie Bliss anywhere. That is where we are at. I think we're Charlie Bliss on Instagram and, and everywhere on Spotify. Check us out. Listen to our music. Perfect. Yeah, I, and I'm gonna. Sh I'll share a bunch of it on the show social media. Truly, one of my my favorite bands, and that's the show. Make my day is a Radio Point production, produced by Houston Snyder and Naomi Steinberg, recorded and edited by Kat Iosa, executive produced by Alex Bach, Rich Corson, and Daniel Powell. If you like the show, please rate and review it as highly as your conscience allows. A five star review really helps. We'll be back next week. Until then, have several nice days. 